everyone, this is Jesse Backstrom and welcome to Wizard Opinions. This episode is all about games. Kyle Mathis and I just break down some of the games we've been playing lately, including XCOM, Firewatch, Darkest Dungeon, The Witness, and a couple of others, so I hope you enjoy. I'm rolling with my headset mic today, not my, uh, not my Yeti, so... It's fine, man. I don't know how it's going to come out, but it'll probably be fine. Headset has a good mic. Yeah, I figured we'd just this shoot is for us, the old Kyle. crap. If for it a ends second. up being good enough to put out, that's fine. But this is for us. This is right. us to talk to to have a drink and remember our friends who've died, oh, <laughs> including you, several several times in my regular game. Oh my god! And then Mark <clears throat> in my Iron Man game. He was the first one to go down. Since Mark went down, I've lost like two other people though. So I think he was the first, do- just the first domino. Yeah, um, my gaming experience with XCOM Two is like that Tom Cruise movie where he fights the same battle every day <laughs> because you just keep reloading that save. Right. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I have a. I'm on my third playthrough. And I haven't, I can't call it a playthrough. I'm on my third attempt. And um, so, you know, in my first attempt, I went normal or veteran, right? Right. Um, And felt pretty good uh, until about four hours in. And then almost abruptly, I realized I was like, no, this isn't going to (laughs) happen. I was like, this, no. I was like, nah, like I only have rookies left. And uh, the the dudes on fight like this isn't gonna work. So I was like, that's fine, no no big deal, because everybody died anyway. Like Jesse died, Brett's yep. dead. Mm-hmm. Like Brett died like immediately, like first <laughs> out of the gate. And so um, and everyone had died. Uh, Alex had died. Mark had died. All these other people. Uh, so a couple of dudes from work had died. I mean everyone. So I uh, I was like out of people to recruit. You gotcha. know. So. Um, so I'm starting over. So I started over and I kept it on veteran, right? Because I was like, well, I got it now. Yeah. Yeah. Now started, you know. Yeah. Started playing. And, uh, and I had an epic time the first time, but I started playing again the second time on vet on veteran. And I was doing okay. And I got to a wall where I was like, you know what? This is feeling very similar to last time. I'm going to bump <laughs> it down to easy and just kind of coast to get through it. So veteran is that? Is there? Is it like easy normal veteran, or is it like it's, easy? And it, then no, veteran? It, it's easy veteran. And okay, then, I'm playing on veteran then. Yeah, it's easy veteran, and then there's two more that I will probably never play um, because I don't like torture. But so this <laughs> <laughs> is ridiculous. But anyway, so uh, so I kicked that on easy and. I don't know what kind of enemies you have, but what happened was is a weird thing happened. So, like, I played through Veteran I and I got to a I found point. the flying enemy. Okay. I just encountered so, my first mission with one of the, the flying enemies. Look, dude. I don't know what they're called. They used yeah, to be called I Reapers, I think. Just the torso guy. Yeah, with torso the staff. guy. Um, so, you know, about this time, an XCOM enemy unknown, when he's, like, the, this, the flying guy was like, okay. This is it, right? Like, this is all the aliens. This is the, all the enemies. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. I can handle this. But I'm not going to spoil anything for you. But, Jesse, it just becomes, like, more and more difficult and more hellacious as you go. <laughs> like, if you're not feeling good about where you are, 
I don't know what to tell you. Well, the thing was, is I was doing real, real great, and then Mark died. And that was literally the first, like, the mission after after Mark died, it's almost like the game... Yeah, you're you're getting you're getting at a very like you're about to hit the slope is what I'm going to go ahead and coin this as. Well, this is what I feel like. I feel like the game uh uh changed the random number table. Like yeah. it definitely feels like the random number table went from uh you'll pretty much be okay to oh no. <laughs> yeah. Like it went yeah. from you know pay attention and you'll be fine to. Uh, every single soldier is leaving this mission wounded, and it it was like yes. one single mission that happened. Yeah, man, and it's so right now. My big problem is not so much that people have been dying because I've only lost two. I went on two missions after Mark, and I've only lost yeah. Mark and one other person. But every single soldier is always wounded. Right. No, and it, I'm in a situation where I have like 30 soldiers, but only four of them can deploy <laughs> because the rest right. are sick. Right. You know, I feel like in the the first XCOM game or whatever, an enemy unknown, like it, it ramped up. But like, if you if you in in this game, it's so important to have people who are leveled up. Like, once you get to the point, especially where you're at, and you're about to hit the slope of like, difficulty. I haven't lost any high level characters. Everyone right. I've lost has been a rookie. That was Mark's first mission where he, he right. Died. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's and that's good that you're throwing a rookie in. But like, you're about to hit a a, a slope. And it's going to get just even more intense. So I'm going to go mentally prepare you for that. Uh, good I, no, luck. I feel it, though. I've already hit it. I've hit the yeah, point no. where I just can't finish a mission. A, a, man, like my first 10 missions, I left like eight out of those 10 missions. No one even got hurt. And right. now everyone's gravely wounded on every mission I go on. Yeah, it's, dude, no. You, there's a couple of other enemies. And then they're just... out of commission for like 16 <laughs> days. <laughs> Dude, you got to buy that Warfare Center. I'm working on it. That's uh, it, I currently have I'm, a Warfare Center being don't built. Don't do that. It's a like it, it. You do heal a little bit faster, but it honestly, you're screwed. I'm, I don't even. I'm not even going to tell you. But like, if you're struggling and people are wounded, I, you know what? I'm not going to say that. You might can pull through. I'm not going to say I'm good at this game. Well, I'm here's what not. worries me. There's that timer at the top where the aliens are building something yeah. and they're getting closer and closer to it. I'm. Th- they're three blocks away from finishing it. Yeah, that's always like about to be finished in every game that I've played. And I don't know if the game ends when that happens. I need to Google that. It does? It does. Oh, cool. So I might lose the playthrough I'm on, I'm on right now. Great. Um, <laughs> but because I think I'm like two or three away and I'm on easy Iron Man mode right now. Um, but this, this, you know, an enemy unknown, I felt like I could. Even towards the end, I was like, you know what? I could almost take a couple rookies in here, and I feel like I'd be okay, like on normal. But with this game, with the like the how the enemies ramp up, and like the 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 horrible things you're about to start facing, that I won't even. I'll just let you get kicked in the nuts without seeing it coming. <laughs> but but uh, I mean, there's there's no lag time. It's like you you have to be perfect throughout the entire game, and this game is very rushed. It's like. Well, that's my main problem now is it it does feel like um, the game went from the the difficulty curve was like, for these 10 missions, you're going to get used to it. And then it's extremely hard after that. It's uh, it's game on and there's no time to like pick up supplies or anything. Like I have so many supplies. We have to sit there and scan. But dude, I can't get through like a six or seven day scan without like two missions. And, and, And once you get to the point where you're kind of struggling... That time, that pace 
really, really, really Fs you up. So just to kind of wrap up on my end. So first playthrough, everyone dies immediately. Second playthrough. Yeah, yeah my first first playthrough of any XCOM game is always like, yeah, you're going to you lose. Just try to learn <laughs> as yes. much as you can. Get yeah, as far you, as you can and get as much information as you can. Right. That's the first playthrough. You're like, what is this game? But then, uh, but the second playthrough, um, not Alex, but uh, Mark. Mark was the best. Mark was my best soldier by far. Brett still died early. You you lasted for a while. You just always panicked. Like that's the thing. Well, yeah. And you, that, what bothered me about you was that checks out. Is that is that you know there, there's a certain level once your character gets there that like you don't really panic as much anymore. Not Jesse Backstrom. No sir. He's over <laughs> here. He's a freaking like uh, captain. And someone sneezes, and he's uh, freaking the fuck out for whatever reason. <laughs> um, but no, dude, you you just you're uh, a grenadier, I guess is how I'd say that. Um, I was a I grenadier know. in my it, game too. Yeah, so you're you're a grenadier. Mark was a grenadier. Alex was a ranger, and Brett was a ranger. And um, Alex never got a good head of steam in either of those games. He died. And these are all these are all games. for anyone listening. This these right. are all like customizable characters. You can create yeah. characters and use them in your little army in the game. We have not set this up at all. We might want to like do a cut where we yeah, set we up will. what game we're talking I'll, I'll throw about. Something. I just jumped into it because uh yeah I know. I'll just add that later. Yeah, we can do that later. But um but anyway, so so the second game felt really good. I mean, I lost Brett and that sucked because Brett was like the first player I designed because me and Brett like we're going to be playing the division and we can talk about that a little bit later. Like we're both excited about that game. Oh, but nice. and he's been like he's been craving like guns and stuff and I was like, man, I'm going to do Brett justice. He doesn't have a PC. I'm going to make him the best ass character in the game. And uh, he's, I've just failed him just over and over again. Yeah. yeah but uh, that's, that's how <laughs> it checks goes. out. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, so the second game, I mean, everything was going good, and then the breaking point for me was whenever I lost Mark Park. When I lost Mark Park, me too. For, yeah, like, just like a, my game. Yeah, he's a grenadier, and like he never he never missed. He wore a. I made him wear a, like a like the Australian hat, like the one curve up and then over. I think there's like bullets <laughs> in there. He has like scruff. He wears blue armor, and he was just. Uh, I gave him like two weapon attachments. He was just a freaking monster. He was a monster. I'd given him some like experimental uh, ammo and like rockets out of his exosuit, all that crap. And uh, I don't remember the mission because the, it's been a blur. But when he died, I was like, "It's it. This is not it good. Demoralizes this is not." You. And it had. I do remember how it happened though. It was the introduction of a new enemy that I'd never seen before, and I want to tell you about the enemy, but I don't want to tell you about the enemy. Um, but anyway, so I'm not going to tell you, but make sure you have a specialist, Jesse. Oh, I've Just got a lot of specialists. Actually. Get, I've got a lot of very high-level specialists. You need to make sure that you, like, once you get to Trained you, medical, where you are, I say you need one, maybe two specialists who can hack machines. Oh, I, ha I only have one that can. That's a hacker. Okay, they can like take control of a machine or whatever. Yeah. Okay, that's. I've taken me, over a bunch of mechs. Yeah, to me, that's been very important. Is the machine hacking guy? It just turns the tide of the battle completely. You get a couple of free shots in because the enemies usually go for the guy, but just make sure you protect whoever that is. And make sure that, like, you know, he's top priority or she's top priority 
the hack, the hack machine person because you will need it. But anyway, enough about that. Um, but anyway, so I ended up blowing the whole game there too after Mark died, unfortunately. And um, so I said, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go easy <laughs> from the get go. <laughs> but I'm gonna go Iron Man. Iron and Man's the way to go, I think. It is. It is the way to go. Because like, with with the other like other ways, like you just second guess yourself and like it, yeah. Iron so Man X- is the best XCOM way to is go. a game that really benefits from having multiple saves. So because it's very right. difficult. So let's say you have a mission, you have your little army, you save right. at the beginning of the mission, then you can send your army out to do stuff. And if a bunch of because there's so much random, you know, will this gunshot hit or not hit? There's a lot of randomness in the game. So if the if the random number generator, if the holy RNG does not uh, does not bless you on a mission, you can reload a save and try again, and that's called save scumming. So if you hear of us refer to save scumming, that's what yeah, that is. Yeah. But I've, Iron I've Man said, is a mode I've in this game scum. where it only has one save, so you can't scum. And to me, that was the trade-off. I was like, let me go easy from the get-go, get a great head start. I know what I know what's going to happen, but I'll go Iron Man, and that'll kind of level it off. So like, no matter what happens. I can't go back on it because see on my second playthrough, I was like, nah, restart, restart, restart. Didn't matter. I was already effed. It was too late after, like I said, after Mark died, rest his soul. But, um, but anyway, uh, this playthrough, I've even taken it. I'm, I'm practically cheating at this point. I will admit that because I've added some mods. I've added a couple mods, but I have rules to the mods I add. I try to make them only cause like, only cosmetic modifications, right. unless it's removing something that's just really annoying, like speeding up the animations and stuff, so it doesn't take so freaking long between turns. I need, I need to do that one, dude. Is, do did that? you get the one where it shaves off like a few seconds of everything? Yeah, I got that one, and I have a special, special secret for you, Kyle. What's that? And it's the dumbest bug hack workaround I've ever found in a video game ever. What's it so, do? Whenever you complete a mission and your team is flying back to the headquarters, yeah. uh, it has a little summary of your mission and a camera showing the inside of your ship and that while it's loading the headquarters. And that takes forever. Yes, it does. It takes like four minutes to load sometimes. Kyle? Yeah. Next time that happens, press the caps lock key. Shut up. What does that do? Instant. It will instantly no. load into the headquarters. It, it may like minimize your game window, but then when you pull the window back up, you're in the headquarters, or the what button's the highlighted for you to go into the headquarters. I mean, oh my god, it's so dumb. Dude. And I know why it works. Well, I'll because tell you I, what. I had to look uh, it up. I just noticed it from pressing the caps lock key. Apparently, oh god, I got to cut all this out. So apparently, the <laughs> no, caps lock good. key uh, skips. Uh, it it pauses the frame rendering. Uh, part of the engine, and that right. is what's hanging everything up. Ah, so basically, it, it's it's hung up trying to uh, render the next the next screen, and right. it just and even though all the animations and everything, the screen you're watching looks like it's continuing in the background. It's just frozen, and apparently that's why it uh, pauses a lot while you're playing the game. Also, but right, pressing yeah. the caps lock key just skips just turns off frame rendering. Dude, that's I'm gonna use that a so lot. So it'll skip I mean, straight to click this button though. to go home. Yeah, I, I like the way the game looks though. I feel like it looks so much better uh, aesthetically than. Oh, the game looks fantastic. Game. Yeah, I love it. I love the character models and everything. But, but um, but yeah, I, I got some cosmetic mods, and I uh, but I got some mods that that also kind of cheat. I got cat Particu- ears. Huh? I got cat ears and a samurai sword. Great. <laughs> I got the samurai sword. Uh, I got the paint and stuff. I got the one. Okay, this mod really 
Like I got the mod where you can like uh, you, you don't have to be a certain level to do all customizations. Like you can customize at any level. Oh but, yeah, uh, the mod that says oh you can do everything from the get go. Yeah, and that's yeah that's why not. I no, don't really yeah, know why I gated that. Yeah, that just makes sense. Um, but uh, I got a mod where and you could just change this in your ini file, but. I got a mod where it adds about four turns to the extra. I heard missions. about that mod. I haven't Dude, needed it, yet. it I haven't installed it because I have not had a mission where I needed it. Okay, so... I've never lost anyone to a clock. Well, here's the thing. you It's kind of okay to lose someone to a clock because I have before, and it's a really cool thing. Um, but... but I, the, Are like you I talking said, about the MIA me, missions? Huh? Are you talking about the missing in action missions where you like leave someone behind and then you right. eventually get yeah, a mission to go get them back? That's super cool. Yeah, I love that. Like it's a VIP and it's someone that got left behind. Yeah, that's super cool. But that doesn't really happen anymore. But here's the thing. Like the thing about the game that I like the game a lot. The game I dislike the the thing I dislike the most about the game is I feel so rushed all the freaking time. Like in, in those missions or like just in the, in the main screen and the world and stuff with the timer. And it's okay. It's just, it feels like 10 times more rushed than, uh, the last game, Enemy Unknown. And so I was like, you know what? If I can just get four more turns and just chill, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean things are going to go great in that mission because I lose a lot of people because the enemy's on Overwatch and I'm just trying to get them to the thing and then they get blasted right there before they get away. Um, that's happened several times, but but now I was like, just yeah, four more turns. I could use that because I'm on my third playthrough and I'm stressed out over this video game right now. <laughs> so so I, I I threw that on, and that's really the only cheat I'm doing. Um, but uh, but yeah, you, you know, you're uh, you in this new game in this new playthrough. You have not come in yet. Alex hasn't come in yet. Brett is here. Oh, I did I did add a there was a mod where you add a class called a trooper. Yeah, I read about that, uh, um, but I didn't use it. Yeah, it's it's okay. Um, but Brett's a trooper, and it's it's good. It's not like overpowered or anything. Um, yeah, I read up on those new classes, and they all seemed really balanced and not overpowered. So I didn't install them because why? <laughs> it, the trooper, the trooper feels feels good though. Like he can mark targets. He gets he's like a regular soldier, but he gets to use a pistol, whereas like the sniper can only use a pistol. Mm. So it basically is just like he gets extra shots and he can like increase other people's aim on the target. It's stuff that no one else can do, I don't think. And so it just, I was just like, dude, I played the this grenadiers through, like, can mark targets. Can he? Cause I've never, yeah. I've never unlocked that. If he can, it's I always called hollow the target. Way. Uh, okay, um, but uh, but yes, so I, I'm, I'm playing through that. Brett's alive. Mark just came in again, but I haven't really used him, used him yet. Um, but yeah, you're not there. Alex isn't there. Yeah, Mark died on his first mission with me in my Iron Man game. Yeah. Because I have two games going right now. I have one veteran game that's not Iron Man that I felt was really going bad. And that's why I started my Iron Man game. And my my Iron Man game is okay. I just, I just hit that difficulty curve. Yeah, you did. In my, in my non-Iron Man game, Alex is uh, a ranger, which a ranger is a, a character that, is designed is designed for movement and uh, close range attacks, and he he's my highest ranked character in that game, and he just dominates every situation he's in. It's actually it, it's insane. Just cut people up and stuff. Well, he always has like eighty five percent and above chance to hit, no matter where he is. Like I don't know uh, why it almost feels like a bug. Huh. That's awesome. 
Yeah, these guys usually shoot pretty good. So he just uh, gets like a kill per turn. Dude, you were so right about those turrets. The turrets are the fantastic. Turrets. You got to have those. Like I did, I did that UFO mission twice without them, and it was just the longest mission because I was trying to keep. It was, That's they how they help is they really speed it up. So there are missions in this game where uh, you basically your base will be attacked by uh, by these enemy aliens, and uh, researching some specific technology early helps you build turrets. And man, so the point of those missions is you have to get to the other side of the map and blow up some piece of technology that is preventing you from. Uh, escaping and then get back to your base and having those turrets there just means you can immediately start moving across the map you can immediately just run as far as you can away from your base to go blow up that thing because your turrets just have it locked down on that side of the map yeah yeah um super helpful i didn't even know you could do that like because the only turrets i ever saw like i couldn't uh pick up or whatever after the mission XCOM, like, I've been in that strategy kick. I've actually been playing before that. I had the flu, like, two weeks ago, and I was playing, right before XCOM came out, I was playing a lot of uh, Darkest Dungeon. Now, you see, I have not played Darkest Dungeon. Explain Darkest Dungeon to me. Darkest Dungeon is a lot like XCOM. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Except the animation's obviously uh, minimal, um, and it's a it's it's like a soldier game, you know. You get your soldiers, and they're different classes. They're not they're not as balanced in the game. Like you could just pick them up constantly. That doesn't matter. Um, but uh, you basically have to put your classes together, and you go through. And you uh, there's a few different dungeons you can go in at this estate, this dark estate. Um, it's a very dark game, very bloody game, very like haunting kind of feel. And you have a procedurally generated dungeon that you go through every time. And you have to manage your resources, your light output, like torches, and your stress, and then complete the mission of the dungeon, whatever it is. It's either... So how is progressing through the dungeon actually... Because I've heard a few people talk about this game, but one thing I I haven't really understood is, how do you progress through a dungeon? Is it something you're actively moving through, or is it like a click a button to move to the next room thing? So you you can use like your keyboard to move through, but you can use the mouse and like you actually do move through. So it's based on like a... It's based on a room and a hallway. It's just a rooms and hallways. That's it. And they'll give you like a a randomly generated like design of a like a room and a hallway like linked together right there's different arms of it okay and so they they might have one dungeon that's just like straight across and up and there's only one way to go or they might have one dungeon that you can go like left and go you know over through this part of the dungeon or you could take a right and go this way and you don't really know which way to go or which way is the best way and why that's a problem is because when you go in, like money is like you're never really rich in this game, but you have to spend money on every like dungeon run on torches, hmm. food, and maybe like some stuff to heal you, like bandages, stuff like that, because you can get bleed, you can get poisoned by blight, 
Uh, so you have to take some resources with you. Um, so if you you have a torch and your torch, as you move, just as you're moving, is constantly getting lower and lower. And as it's getting lower and lower, your stress increases, your like uh, your expertise and stuff. Well, it's not really called expertise, but you just get worse in the dark. And your people get more afraid, and if they get afraid, oh, it's like psychological like an, effects, like right. a like a like an ex, like an, right, like an XCOM. You know how you get panicked and you lose control of your character. It's yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of like that. Once your once your person like levels up on the stress bar, like it goes to the way. Like it's a random chance that they're going to either have a negative effect or a positive effect, and typically most of the time it's negative for me. So it's like uh, it's oh, like no, eternal person, darkness. Yeah, this person's so stressed out. He is, uh, he's selfish. So, so there's a, the way you do is there's four people in a row, right? And you want your tanks up front and you're like healer in the back. And depending on where you're set in a four man group, like front to back, you can't use certain abilities. So if your front man, uh, gets selfish, well, he'll get scared and move himself to the back of the group and your healer may go to the front and then neither of them can use abilities and he loses a turn because he freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're screwed. But uh, but on, at the same on the same end of that, he could get so stressed to the level, and, you, and it's different every time. Like even if you take the same guy out, he may have a different reaction the next time. But the uh, he might be courageous, and then he gets like an extra turn, or he might heal a few points, you know, every like couple of turns or something. Um, but anyway, so you manage your light through there, and you have to manage your food. And if the dungeon's long enough, you have to manage like you have to camp. Um, so. There's really no healing. There's no good healing outside of battle. So all your healing has to happen in the battle, like from your healers and stuff. It's a really cool game, though. It's really fun. Um, it's got a really cool XCOM feel. It's very hard. I never got to the darkest dungeon. Like that's the, like the last dungeon you can kind of go through and do missions. There's four different dungeons you can do, and there's missions like kill this boss, clear ninety percent of the dungeon, clear hundred percent of the dungeon, stuff like that. And your your characters do level up. Um, and you get unlocks, you get trinkets. You know, it's, it's kind of like XCOM. You get stuff, you research stuff. Yeah, you get stuff, you equip, you get better equipment. How do you remove these psychological effects? So, the psychological effects, like, they end at the end of the dungeon. So, like, if your person gets, like, uh, selfish or whatever, that's the one I can remember. Once they're out of the dungeon, if they don't die and they're out of the dungeon, mm-hmm. then he's, he's good. Now, he will get stressed out. And so, like, when they come out, they're still stressed out. They have that stress level, but you have to de-stress them. You de-stress them based on their personality traits. They might have limitations, but you stress oh, so them by sending them to, huh? So it's different for each character. It's not like a yeah, bonus yeah. Yet. It's going to be different for each character, and so you can you can like de-stress them by sending them to the church to meditate, right. or or get lashings, or send them to the brothel, or send them to now the there's tavern. There's a panacea. <laughs> to gamble or drink. The thing is, is that as you play through, like after each dungeon run. Um, your character will start off a couple of traits, and this doesn't have to do with so stress traits. I have to stop you and ask you a quick question. Sure. You said a character will uh, get lashings to right. relieve stress. Do you mean l- lashings as in, like, swigs of beer? No, I mean... Or do you mean like, lashings uh, as in, like, getting whipped? I mean, like, they will go to the ch- church, and they will get beat because, like, they're trying to repent, and that de-stresses them. All right. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, it's a religious thing. I don't know, but <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know if it's a religious religious thing that might be going on in the brothel. Also, someone lashing your panacea. It's, it's funny because like you you like you send them over there and you hear like the watch thing and they're just like and they get like the little screen goes bloody and stuff. It's pretty morbid. The game's kind of morbid. 
But um, the, your characters, when you get them on, like at, they have like a couple of traits. Like they'll have like a positive trait and like two negative traits. And it might be like uh, they gain stress more or they will only – or like one guy I had, he was like a highwayman or something. He had a pistol and a knife and uh, he wasn't allowed to gamble. Like he had a gambling problem. That was one of his negative traits. So like if you wanted to de-stress him – you could only send him like uh, to the other places besides gambling. Hmm. Had another guy who he had a trade. I don't remember was he would only do lashings to these strands. And you can pay a lot of money to send them to the uh, the sanctum or the sanitarium uh, or something. So it becomes he, like a strategy of like with right. of fitting the most stress relief into the right slots because only one person right. can be in each. Well, it, it it's not always like that, but sometimes. So like an XCOM, like if you get gravely wounded, you just get healed over time, and then you can use that character again. And this, you don't want to take it, someone it high be stress nice. because then that could really f the game. Yeah. So you have to de-stress them first. Well, that costs money to do. But if they have a weird trait where they're like, I will only go drinking. That's the only hmm. thing I will do to de-stress. Then, A, no one else can drink. And if you want to take that off, it's a huge amount of money to, like, heal them of that affliction. I see. Um, so, yeah. And every time, like, even if you have an awesome character, every time you take him out, he might get some negative affliction and it might end up costing you money. So... So you, this does this does sound like outside of the actual battle, a bit of a spreadsheet game, right. which is really what XCOM is when it comes down to it. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, and it, it, dude, Darkest Dungeon is fun. I think you'd really enjoy it. It's tough, you know, but it, I think XCOM. I probably is tough. would. <laughs> I'm knee deep in a, quite a few games right now. I'm playing XCOM, Firewatch, and The Witness. I think I'm going to pick up Firewatch tomorrow. It's very short, but it's good. Yeah, I want something short though. It's short something... and it had and it's a very story focused like it's a very much a uh, a short and it's it's a kind of short engaging experience much like a movie where it's like oh you feel much more engaged with it it's much more emo- like you know emotionally yeah. involved but it's very short and uh but it's good. I like it. I like it a lot. Do I um Now the witness is taking over small parts of my mind. Like even <laughs> while I'm playing XCOM, I'm like looking at the grid where you move your units around, and I'm I'm seeing witness puzzles like in the grid. Oh my god! <laughs> it's 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 worse than the first time I played Tetris. Oh my god! Like these so... puzzles are. But the witness is is another game. It is a what some people would call a walking simulator. It takes place on this island. Yeah. All you do, it really, the only thing you do is solve puzzles. You walk from place to place. The island's pretty open. You can walk wherever you want, and there's these puzzles sprinkled around it. And you solve puzzles, and some pu- puzzles open doors that uh, allow you to access different parts of the island so you can solve more puzzles. But uh, it takes a very simple concept of puzzle, which is, hey, here is a maze. Draw a line from the start to the finish, which sounds simple. Right, And you would think, oh, well, this could only get so complicated, and then we run out of things to do. But then, like, the third puzzle I walk up to, I look at it, and I'm like, well, I know I have to draw a line from here to here, but I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea what to do. 
And it does that very intentionally to teach you to, hey, when you run into something that you can't solve, just go to another puzzle. Chances are, like, the other puzzles you encounter will slowly teach you how to solve the first puzzle. That's cool. But from the start, very there's no, like, fencing off anything because of abilities or anything like that. Like, you can walk up to the final puzzle in the game and solve it if you want to, but you just can't because you don't know how yet. You haven't learned the lessons, even though you know, like, how these puzzles work. Wow. You haven't learned the lessons you need to know to solve to solve that puzzle yet. So it is very much a sense of you're not unlocking new techniques or new uh, or new like abilities or new tools or anything like that. You are just your actual brain is learning new ways to you're unlocking work on these parts puzzles. of your mind. Yeah, you are unlocking your own ability to learn how to solve these different things as you move through, and it's it's really is an amazing experience. I gotta say, it's uh, it's it's. It's not really similar to anything else I've ever played in a game. Um, I really like the artwork of those two games, like the little bit of video I've seen of each of them. <sighs> Firewatch is gorgeous. It so really is the... a beauty. It's a very simple visual right. style, but it's so well executed that it, it's it's just beautiful. Um, so I uh, I want to do Firewatch because I think I could finish it early, but at the same time. I kind of want to wait on Courtney for that because... Yeah, I think that's something you would want to do with Courtney. Because like you said, it was story-driven, and I read like an article earlier about it. It's like, it's really short, but it's got a really cool story. Um, so and and the, I, main, the way the story even unfolds is, is really unique because in Firewatch, uh, you are a, uh, you know, you work for the Park Service, and you are looking for forest, you know, you're on a, a lookout for forest fires. And you kind of have to, you have to go around day to day and perform these different tasks. But the whole time, your, uh, your only real contact, the only person you talk to is your boss, uh, a woman named Delilah, who is on the other side of this two way radio. So you just have a two way radio and the two of you are talking yeah. to each other throughout the whole game. But the way you interact with that person, the way it's, it's like gets you to become really attached to this voice because you never see. It's just a voice on the other end of a radio. Yeah. See, I think Courtney would dig that because she liked the everybody's going to rapture and they kind of like look similar. I don't know if they feel similar because I never played everybody's going to rapture. They are similar, except I will say this. Everybody's gone to the rapture is uh, almost like an archaeological game. It is something right. where the thing that that happened has already happened and you are yeah. just sort of uncovering evidence and reading about what happened and right. Like you are experience, you are reviewing this thing that has happened in the past and trying to learn what happened. Whereas Firewatch, everything is happening to you. Like it is a story you are experiencing. See, I, I think I might wait on Courtney then. I might pick it up uh, to support the game makers, but I might hold off. Like she's been, she's been playing uh, Ocarina of Time. Like create, like she's been super busy lately. She's doing clinicals and and full time uh, nursing. But when she has like her hour or two when she gets home. That, I mean, she's just playing Ocarina of Time on the Wii U. Like, that's all she does lately, is she just plays Zelda. She was in there fishing for, like, three hours yesterday, <laughs> trying to catch the big fish. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I remember that from being a child. That's awesome. But So, if I can get a little bit of time with her and off of that, I, it's actually, I'm kind of glad Firewatch is short because of that. Because <laughs> I feel like we could probably actually finish it together. It is definitely something, if you had the time, you could right. sit down and finish in in a sitting or two. So, have you finished it? Have you? I have not finished it, but I, I know I'm very close to the end. It's one of those things where it's like, it's. I know I'm very close to the end, but I don't want to finish it because that means I don't. I'm done playing it. 
what about the what about the pacing of it like could you like would it ruin the game if we played it over the course of like two or three weeks no or not is it at something all. that you need to play and like- it's, it's broken up it's basically broken up day by day so you can say oh we're gonna play days one through three today oh, okay. and it's like it's it's it actually would probably lend itself well to that but I think right. the the people who made the game, um, it's made by a company called Campo Santo, and uh, yeah. I have followed those guys for a long time because they have uh, host the Idle Thumbs podcast, which I've listened to for years and years and years. So, um, huh. yeah, and Idle Thumbs was also a, a news site and message board back in the day, like 10, 12 years ago that I used to uh, follow, and all these guys kind of went their different ways into the game industry and then came back to form this studio and make this game, so I you know, listen to them talk about the game all the time and they say that the game should be finished in about four four hours four or five. Huh. If you want to rush it, you can get through it faster probably, but Well, um, I, I, might, I might wait on it then and I might, uh, I might do the witness some tomorrow short but deep because uh, is is the idea behind firewatch because okay it's only four or five hours long but the difference deci- the different decisions you can make throughout the game can change a lot of what you experience so is it a multiple playthrough kind of game um do you think i think I mean, yes probably- i w- i probably will not go with a multiple playthrough because i'm the type of person on games that have multi like where you can drastically change the ending I just stick right. with my original ending because to me that's like that's like my that's my game that is my story that happened to me with the yeah. natural choices I chose you know yeah um so I might mess with the witness then tomorrow so just Gosh, to see what's the witness up. the witness is absolutely fascinating I would like to have someone to talk to the witness about yeah I'll uh, I'll spin it up tomorrow there there are moments in that game where you I I have been sitting there. And all it is is a, uh, it's like, it looks like a little grid puzzle and you move a lot, you know, you move a line from the start to the finish through this little grid maze. And there's moments, and that sounds so simple, but there's times when I'm looking at the panel and I do what I think is the solution and it doesn't work. And I look at it and I think, like, for instance, there's one start and maybe seven different places to end the puzzle. Right. So okay. there's not one start, one finish. There's one start and seven finishes, and I don't know which one to, to use. And I sit there and look at it and look at it and look at it. And then uh, when it clicks, it's just like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know this game. There are moments where you realize, oh, I didn't even know this was possible. I didn't even wow. know this is the way this game could operate. Like, it yeah. entirely changes the way I look at the game. And suddenly I'm, you know, going nuts trying to find solutions. To, it's like... Oh, well, if this is the way this works, then, oh, I can go back to this other puzzle that I already solved and solved it in a di- and solve it in a different way. And maybe that'll unlock a different thing. And, oh, it did unlock a different thing. And, oh, now I can go over here and find that. Oh, this is crazy. Well, what about this? Have you, like, looked at stuff online, like how to, how to beat a puzzle? No. I think is that it- because the only thing you do in this game is solve puzzles... Right. Then, so that that like you're not yeah. even playing. There's like, two problems with that. Is like one, you are just looking up a way not to play the game. Right. Like I bought <laughs> the game to play it. Like looking it up online would defeat the point. Right. And B, knowing the solution to a puzzle does not help you because if I know the solution to this puzzle and I solve it, and then I go to the next bus- puzzle that's based on that same concept but twists it a little bit. I won't be able to... I didn't learn how to solve that puzzle. I just put the solution in. Okay. You know what I mean? So, it, yeah. it really is... It, it's laid out in such a way that each puzzle teaches you the way to solve the next one. 
because it twists it a little bit and twists it and twists the idea and takes it to, and then it'll reverse the idea and flip it on its head and then take it to another. And, and then you'll, you'll have like one section of the island that is entirely based on this, like, oh, well, you have two lines instead of one line, solve the puzzle. And then it twists it and twists it and turns it and flips it and changes all these different ways. And then you have another section of the island that is entirely based on colors. And so then you have, you come to a place where, oh, now I have to use the double line thing and the color thing to solve this puzzle. So if I didn't actually solve those puzzles and learn the lessons I needed to learn, I won't be able to progress. Wow. So at that point, it is very much a case of if you start looking up solutions to puzzles then that's just the way you're going to play the rest of the game because you didn't you didn't learn the lesson. You didn't understand it. Is, how long is but also, I've never sat at a puzzle for longer than, say, two minutes. Will you beat this game? I don't know. But uh, I will keep playing it until that sense of wonder has worn off. Right. Because it is also a game I feel like I would not feel guilty if I quit. Right. But uh, It feels like it's a game you could play and then pick back up later and like have a Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely feel like I could drop this. In, in fact, I did. I dropped it for like three weeks when I was playing XCOM and Firewatch and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I just came back to it today. That's why it's fresh in my mind. And played it for a few hours, and I may play it for a few hours in another two weeks. Are you playing on PC? No, I'm playing it on uh, PlayStation 4. That's my like lay on my couch and draw lines yeah, in the sky Yeah, it game. seems like that'd be a good game to do that on. I, I think I have to make sure I have enough hard drive space, though. It might be time for an upgrade. But um, the, witness, the Witness is... Um, what is I will big? say about it is the, the thing you worry about in a puzzle game is, oh, I'm going to get stuck. I'm going to yeah. get stuck on this puzzle, and I'm not going to know how to solve it, and that's the end of the game. But the witness, because you can go anywhere on the island to almost any puzzle at any time, if you get stuck, chances are it's because you have not learned something that's on another part of the island. So most of the time I come to a puzzle, it's like, oh, I can't solve this. I spend, you know, three three minutes, five minutes, whatever I wanna, I'm comfortable spending trying to solve this puzzle. And then when I don't solve it, I say, well, okay, I'll just walk over to this other area and solve the 25 puzzles over here in the castle. If I can't solve the puzzle in the windmill, well, I'll just go solve the puzzle in the castle. And then by the time I'm done doing the castle, maybe I've learned something that will help me solve the windmill. Huh. Okay. So it, it very, I think it does depend. I, uh, some people can't do that. Some people can't walk away from a challenge. You know what I mean? Right. No, some yeah, people have but... trouble doing that. So The Witness is a game where you have to say, I can't do this right now, but I'll come back to it. And I don't know if I have that ability. I yeah. need to like, I'm, I'm curious to see how I'm going to feel about this game and how it's going to The way work. I've heard other people talking about it, it very much seems like how much you enjoy it will depend on that. Because gotcha. some people hate it and get really angry at the game, and then when I hear them describe it, it's like, oh, well, you've just spent way too much time on this single puzzle. See, that's me, though. Like, I think yeah. I was probably what I would do. I'd probably stare at the same thing for, like, two hours, and then... I did know, that when I, I first started life? playing it, and then I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to wander around. And that my first moment of, like, real joyous revelation in that game was I got stuck in one place, and I was like, oh, well... I'm just going to wander around and then shut this game off. I might never play it again. And then I walked over to this other area, and that was when I had my big revelation and then solved gotcha. like 15 puzzles in a row and realized that, oh, this big revelation I had in this other area, I can take that with me back to this other place. And then I immediately got past the puzzle that stumped me and then solved another 25 puzzles in that area. Gotcha. See, that's it. Like, the thing is, like, about this game is, like, 
it kind of makes me nervous because I like to do things in order. And if I feel like I'm doing something out of order, I might freak out a little bit. There, there is no way to but do there anything. There is no out. order. There right? is no You're order. Saying, yeah. Okay. There is, there is definitely sequences, and, and in other words, like, oh, well, this puzzle is a behind a door. Right. So I can't solve that puzzle until I solve the puzzle that opens the door. Is it easy to keep up with? Like, could you, could you potentially forget about a puzzle altogether that you meant to go back to? Like, or is there like a tracking system or something that says this There's not like a tracking system or anything, but it's the puzzles that are important to progressing in the game, you will find. Okay. So they like funnel you in then, I guess. Yeah, there, there's definitely, it's not like an open world type game. Like you can't even jump in this game. Okay. You can't jump and you can't walk off ledges. So it's very much follow these paths. But if you go off of the paths, there's also some hidden puzzles and some hidden stuff in the game. So there's, there's like secrets to find too. Hey everybody, this is Jesse again. That's going to be it for this episode. I want to thank you all for listening to Wizard Opinions, and I hope you enjoyed this entire episode about games. Games is something we all love here on Wizard Opinions, so every now and then we're going to have a video game episode. The music interstitials I used today are all from the games we were talking about. The first was from XCOM, the second was from Darkest Dungeon, and this last one is from Firewatch, because The Witness does not have a soundtrack, which actually really adds to the design of the game. Anyway, thank you for listening, and tune in next time.